You're listening to The Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Hello, citizens of The Swingdom. Welcome to The Swingdom. Oh, we're, hi. We're here at beautiful Innisbrook Golf Resort. Yeah. Um by Weston Hotel Chain, so that's lovely. I'm here at the 16th, where there's a giant snake behind me. Uh, just in case you're wondering if I was here in person, I'm not. It looks like you're there. And then Gunner is... He's on a long par four at the <laughs> lake. That's true. There's a lake at the tee box, it looks like. Um, I'm Ben. I am a host on the Swingdom. I'm here with my best golfing buddy, Gunner. He is also a host on the Swingdom. Yes. We are co-hosts. We double host. We host together. Uh, this is a mm-hmm. golf podcast where we talk about the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, news, other things, what's going on in our game. We don't really talk about that anymore. We try to talk about the courses a little bit. But, yeah, this is this is the Swingdom. Just yeah, in case hi. you're listening for the first time. Hi, hi, listeners. Swing them. We're in. we're we're swing them in. Uh, yes, yeah, so we've got the news <laughs> this week. The news this week is going to be kind of short. I'm going to rage on a bit. I don't know if you're going to rage on a bit. Um, yes, a, t- a tad bit because I've run into some confusion amongst um, uh, the public. Okay, and okay. some a little bit of. Um, unhinged opinions and i'm going to address them here publicly yes that's good uh should we start with like what what is still the biggest news go for it uh this this 40 million dollar popularity pot Mm -hmm. so they've run the numbers already and rory mcelroy and ricky fowler are in the lead of course they are we we already know that yeah yeah but where's ricky fowler's golf game well, the golf game doesn't matter if you're generating content. Oh. If Ricky Fowler, to put it, to paraphrase um, a friend of the show, mm-hmm. um, if Ricky Fowler would shoot more, Ricky Fowler's game is so bad, he has time to shoot <laughs> more Traveler's commercials. Good job, Nick Faldo, for bringing that up yet once again. Uh, Yeah, this is absolutely, absolutely insane. But I just wanted to brush it off. I just was like, I was kind of not surprised, but then I was a bit surprised. Uh, The Golf Channel sort of lists, like, who has been in the pairings the most. Yeah. Um, And I believe they're, like, 12 or 13, um, like, featured groups. Mm-hmm. Dustin has only done like eight. He's like fourth or fifth down the list. Like it mm-hmm. was, I was just sort of like mind blown. Phil Mickelson is in the top four still. And he's like, like fingertips. Like he's just hanging on with his fingertips onto the PGA tour. Yeah. Well, I mean, this just opens the door to slap money at people who make good content, which is, which I want. I want the content. I love the Phil Mickelson content. Are you joking me? Phil Mickelson puts out the best content. The the calf exercises, fireside with Phil. Yeah. Makes yeah, fun yeah. of any professional athlete who jumps. Yes. Um, up in the air. That 
Phil Mickelson makes great content without the incentive. Just yeah. let him make the great content. I yeah. like Ricky Fowler commercials, right? I like to see Ricky Fowler in commercials because I think he does a really good job yeah. pretending. He does a really good job pretending. So this is a question. So this is like, this is what I was thinking about this week is if this is now going to be, how do we get the, the, the best golfers on tour to create content so that the golf is like as, so the content is as good as the golf. Like mm-hmm. if this had, if this program had started three years ago, mm-hmm. would we have any idea who Max Homa is? No, he would have just gotten buried. Max Homa is hilarious. Yeah. And he doesn't need, he doesn't need a $2 million bonus to be Max Homa. He no. is who he is yeah. because that's who he is. Yeah. Right. I agree a hundred percent. Let me tell you how many kids might be out there who would be the next Tiger Woods, but they can't afford golf clubs because they're in poverty. Well, Let's this is like this that. is this is Let's the talk other about girls who can't this, who don't get into golf because this is, it's elitist. Let's talk yes, about that. I agree. You, you know I agree. You know I, know I agree. I know you agree. And you remember last week when I said. I feel like I might be falling into the trap of attacking the PGA tour, even though we cover the PGA tour. Yeah. Screw it. I'm in it. That's okay. who wow. I am. Okay. PGA tour pisses me off. <laughs> I, like I, as, a, as an institution, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, like I've, you've, I, as, for as long as I've watched the PGA tour, I've read stories where it's like, it's like they're a charitable donation. And yet when they come to town, um, the people that they are like supposedly bringing charity to end up putting out more money than they should be in order to get the PGA tour interested in their charity. And that has to do with um, like the PGA tour is claiming that the value of advertisement and being connected to the PGA tour holds more value than actual like cash in pockets. And I always feel like that's sort of a weird argument. Like, I'm always like, if I was a charity, can you just can you just give me forty million dollars? Well, that's that that's the that's the all press is good press argument. Yeah, but that's how they're like that's how they claim that they're char like that they are charitable. It's not always financially. It is like it's, it's all in, in it's all in kind nonsense. Yeah, yeah, it's all value in kind shenanigans. Um, there's not really a whole lot of news like. They uh, there was a lot of buried news this week. Would you like some good news? Have you seen this video of Michael Visaki? Yes, I was going to save that for next because right. I wanted to rage All on right, for another seven seconds. Thing. Four. So the PGA last week announces uh-huh. that they're going to stop doing COVID te- COVID tested COVID testing. Um, around the time of the USGA Championship, which I refuse to call anything other than what it is, uh, the USGA Invitational Championship. Well, it's the US Open, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So they've announced that fans are going to be there. Mm-hmm. They've announced that they're going to stop testing in mid-July. And guess what happens this week? What? Four players drop out with positive COVID tests. Really? Terrell Hatton. Uh-huh. Seb Straka. I really almost picked Terrell Hatton. Yeah. Will Gordon. Mm-hmm. And and Bryce Garris Gargus. Yes. I didn't know. Is it Gargus or Garris? I didn't write it down. Garris. Um, 
But like, so they announced it. This is the biggest thing. And again, this is like, this is news that gets buried on Monday morning. Yeah. yeah. Like Tuesday morning. Yeah, they got to sneak it in there right before players show up and start doing their first press conferences for the tournaments. Yeah, this is one of those things that's sort of like, this is four guys. Each one probably has a team of between five and ten people, not to mention they're using all of the same facilities as everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't – I I understand that they're playing golf. Their independent contractors are doing it at its own risk. The amount of times players in the team format last week were hugging and high-fiving and blatantly, like, not being the best role models – happens Mm -hmm. that happens that's fine um i don't know i don't they're independent contractors so they do what they want so i'm a little tired this week and i'm just sort of tired of this shenanigans it's not that i don't think they should play golf it's not that i don't think that they they shouldn't do what they want i think they have the freedom to do what they want and they take advantage i think they're no i think there's i think there's a governing body and I like there's there's a governing body that is very, very, very much more interested in dollar signs than public health. Uh, yes, it's kind of like a for profit enterprise. And I don't that like that. That's the thing. Yeah. The guys of being a nonprofit charitable enterprise. And I don't want to be angry about it because like the, you know, the American dream is to start a nonprofit organization that pays its. It's it's commissioner. That's not the American tens, dream. Tens the American of millions dream of dollars. Is to money into your pockets and leave a, a wake in your bed. I imagine at least half of our audience is just shut off because we are getting too political. So let's not let's talk about Mike Visaki. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me complain about something because this is this is a good segue into it. Welcome to complaining okay. circle. I got into it. Should I have done it on my personal account? Yes. Did I do it through the swing to account? 100%. But it totally relates to what we were talking about, about how DQing, how being DQ'd for an incorrect scorecard or an unsigned scorecard is ridiculous. Okay? Yes. And and we both ended up on the same page, right? It's not like we took different sides. We just kind of complained about it, which led into me thinking that like we complained about the PGA Tour. We complained about this the week of the Masters. Oh, this was the week of the Masters. Well, yeah. it happened again, right? Player shot in the 80s. She didn't sign her scorecard, right? Yeah. And was DQ'd. And I make the argument. Well, the argument started because the whole thing about an in a correct scorecard got brought up in this thing that I was reading. Right. And I put on, I had mentioned that our argument, I just posted our argument. Why, why we think it's stupid to be DQ'd. I think my argument's different from your argument, but yes. Well, why it's, why it's stupid to be DQ'd. What's your argument? There are people taking scores Yes. Uh, my my argument in the end was you should be able to go back and look. And you agreed with that. Yeah, the thing is, is like I don't understand how the score on television, which is being kept by 
which is being kept by hundreds of volunteers on the PGA tour mm-hmm. and is being corrected constantly by people. And you've got the guys sort of stood behind you with the scorecards. Yes. Like there's like 10 or 15 guys taking your Keeping score. score. You're right. Like there's like, there should like, there should be a way to check your, like it shouldn't be checking your score against your partner. You should be checking your score with your partner and you should be checking it against the system. Yes. And my argument, absolutely. Which we agree on. And I yeah. don't know if you agree with me on this, but you know, I have this argument that if you sign an incorrect scorecard, your playing partner has to sign your scorecard also. Yeah, I like so that as an your, argument. So your playing partner also has to be reprimanded in some sort of way because yes. they're outside of the rules of outside of the playing field. Yeah. You're affecting the outcome of this entire tournament. Yeah. Right. So I, I present this and all the arguments that I got back were, and there was a lot of backlash towards us as a podcast because we should understand, quote unquote, if you're not on the, I'm air quoting a lot. We should understand. This is you, good for radio. <laughs> YouTube viewers will understand. We should understand the, the most basic and sacred rules of golf. And I just wanted to put out there publicly that it's not that I don't understand the rules of golf. It's that just because something is sacred air quotes again, doesn't mean it's not wrong. Does it mean just just because, just because it's 18 holes. Now you hear me say like, I hate, I hate golf courses that aren't 72 yards. 72 par right yes par 72 i hate it i absolutely hate it well you're not gonna like this week i know but that's a sacred thing right it's standard is 72 and i don't like i i don't like when things go yeah it's 288 holes of golf yeah i don't like when things go beyond no no sorry it's 72 it's 288 shots in a golf tournament right right. and i don't like when things go beyond par or under par Yes. Right. Which is, which is whatever. doesn't make me right. No, it means that I just don't like it. So when we call, we have different opinions on that as well. Sure. So when we say, so when you guys give me the argument back or us, the argument back that it is what it is, and that's how it's always been. Check yourself. Okay. There's a lot of things that have been what they were. You can't say that. Hold on. So this is, I'm ready. Am I allowed to jump in here? Hold on. No, I'm going to give it to you because I know what I'm I know what I'm saying is is probably a little off base. It's what not I'm saying you're not what I'm saying is you're totally on base. What I'm saying is, is because it's always been this way doesn't mean it's the correct way to do it. If no. you are Emma presented again, if you are knowingly signing off on a playing partner's card that is incorrect Yes. You should also be penalized. Disqualified? You should disqualified because you said it was right also. So let me let me go deeper. Let me go deeper with this. There are three rules of golf. Mm-hmm. Play the ball as it lies. Mm-hmm. Only hit the ball with the club. Yep. And get it in the hole. Or sure. s- start at the tee and get it in the hole. That's it. I don't necessarily believe in out of bounds. Like, I know when you lose a ball, you've lost a ball. Like, I know there have to be, like, rules for things like that. But, I like, you know me, I don't really believe in out-of-bounds. If you can find it, you can play it. I, I hate out-of-bounds. Yeah. If you can find it, you can play it. Right. Yeah. 
Um, it's arbitrary. Number, number, the big, the Especially big number. infield out of bounds. Yes. It's stupid. Okay. I get it. You're angry. Take a breath, man. Oh my God. Take there some are rules of golf that are dumb. And I know, I know so, this is, so this is putts given. I'm zero not given that tagline. Gunner. I don't care. Go Gunner. Ahead. Sorry. Gunner. I'm with you. We're on the same page. They're, they're with you. And this is, this, this is going to be the argument killer. And this is what I wanted to tell you the other day, which is we have technology now. Mm-hmm. And that technology was used to assess Abraham answer a yeah. two stroke oh, penalty, yeah. correct? A two stroke yes. penalty. And everybody's okay with that. It was Hold also on. used to give, Hold on. to give Lexi Thompson a four stroke penalty on mismarking her ball. Yes. Did she get DQ'd? It's no, a wrong scorecard. It's, it's a, a wrong, wrong scorecard. Card, they just assessed her a penalty. They, for they assessed her the penalty on the scorecard. They assessed her a penalty on a signed scorecard, which has already been signed and handed in. It's not like they're like, okay, you're starting number one with three off the tee. They don't. They go back in time. And they change it. Using technology, and they change it. And it's been signed. So Abraham answer, Lexi, Lexi Thompson, like this is a rule that they've changed in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And they should like, if that's the case, if that's the thing you're going to stick with, they should be disqualified. Tiger Woods in the 2015 masters, when he, when the shadow is, when he, when he takes two steps closer, when he hits it, you know what I mean? There's so many of these little things There's so where, many. where you can, you can now use, you know, you can be Phil Mickelson and you can use the rules to your advantage it's you shouldn't have to use the rules to your advantage. There should be clear and concise and equitable rules. And well, no, Phil, Phil Mickelson is like, he got like, there's an unplayable lie. And then he like, he takes like four, like, Oh, I can't play it from there. I can't play it from here. I can't let me drop it here in this beautiful bit of fairway. And like, I like, I get that because like, that's a continuation of like a lost ball, unplayable lie situation. Right. When it comes to Ab- when when everybody's like, oh well, the rules are the rules, and Abraham answered, knocks some sand. Like rule number two in golf, it's like don't cheat, and I don't think anybody felt like Abraham answer was cheating. Abraham answer didn't cheat. Lexi no. Thompson didn't cheat. Well, we're not. You know, Lexi Thompson didn't cheat. That's a, that's a sneaky rule. That's a sneaky thing to do. And I've seen people do it where you mark the ball to the side on an angle and then you place the ball and you're maybe like an inch closer, but it's still an inch and you're sort of slightly off the hill. And like, I like, I get it when you forget to put your, like when you use your putter to mark it. But if you watch that, she marked it to the side. She didn't not mark it the behind side. the ball. She did no, not mark talking, it behind yes, the ball. She did. You're not talking about a 90. You're not talking about 45 degrees from where it should have been. You're talking about like four degrees. Okay. It, yes. It was off to the side. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discrediting. She didn't have a better lie. She did not have a better lie. She didn't have a worse one. She didn't have a worse one. She didn't have a better one. It doesn't matter. The, the point with Lexi Thompson is that she should have been discued per this rule, per signing an incorrect yes. score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She should have been DQ'd. Yeah. But no, she was in contention for a major championship. Yeah. Okay. The stakes were high. So was Abraham answer like, until that two-stroke penalty. This is like saying, this is like, I always use the NFL because I absolutely love the NFL. 
or I could use I could use baseball. Just use maybe NFL. Baseball. Just do it. Maybe baseball is more global, but the NFL, it's like, you know, you, you, there's a lot of hand fighting and it should have been a personal, it should have been a pass interference. And the announcers go, oh, the refs are letting them play today. Nonsense. It's the rule or it's not the rule. You, you pick, you pick the rule. How are you going to enforce the rule? Stick to it. And then we get in this whole thing about, because everybody was on our side when we put out that um and this isn't our fans these are just passerbys as 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 i understand it so i understand that the people who come and listen to us every day might just get a kick out of this and if you don't if you don't like what i'm saying let us know email this please yeah golf at gmail.com let us know because what's your opinion on this i want to know this is just my opinion but if you're gonna there's there's clear and blatant misuse of replay technology okay we saw that with abraham answer that's nonsense that's that's disgusting Mm -hmm. just let it play if you're going to be if you're not going to be a stickler about enforcement you can't be a stickler about after the fact analysis yeah did what he did it wasn't on purpose (laughs) it wasn't noticeable no unless you had a 4k camera zoomed in yeah on the back of his club. No, I, th- I think like we're at the point now where there's a couple of really dumb rules. I think everybody's getting on the bandwagon that this this anchoring to the inside of your forearm. Oh, the anchoring! It is anchoring. I'm not gonna lie. It's totally okay. Anchoring. Okay, if it's I like I'm. It's a hundred percent anchoring. I'm like 50 50. I'm just sort of like whatever. I, the thing is, is Have when. Have you ever done it? Have you ever used an an, uh, an arm lock putter? I've used the chest putter. And okay. I hated it. Yeah, it's terrible. And the belly putter is awful. The belly putter is just weird. Have you ever used I don't like lock? putting things in my belly button. I just don't. No, it's weird. It's super weird. And you're supposed to put it like on your belt buckle. So maybe you're well, doing it wrong. No, <laughs> I just put it in my belly button. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you used the arm, arm lock putter? It's- I've like I've like sort of like leaned extra down my putter and faked it, but I haven't actually seen one to use one. Yeah, it's anchoring. It's totally anchoring. But it's like side saddle. Side saddle was fine until Bryson DeChambeau was. Yeah, I think this is gonna. I think this is gonna go soon. It also doesn't like what I was gonna say is it doesn't help that Bryson is the stiffest looking person out there. He looks like he's literally anchoring every shot. Yeah, he looks like he's like he looks like, and I, that's sort of the thing that he does though. That's why like the guy his, anchors. The driver. That's why. That's like, why he's got the super fatso grip. So he's like, so he doesn't have to like. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing in the hands. Nothing. No, he's got no, all, and that's that's like to me rotation. why he's more the scientist than anything else because he's got absolutely no hand feel. Nothing, absolutely it's just, nothing. Everything yeah. has to be dead on or it's wrong. Yeah, but, but yeah, so so fix the rules and it's okay. You know what? So the the end of this whole thing was DQ that, for a wrong scorecard is the dumbest rule in golf. It's stupid, and so the end argument, which was full of some ridiculous accusations, but including that we were under the age of 15. The only rule that like is kind of dumb is when you have to like put out or like you have to give the roster to the other coach before the game. Yes. It's like you wait, you like, I'm going to have five players. If it's basketball, I'm going to have five players out there. If it's this, like, I'm like, no, like I'm not giving you my roster. Like you can't count. There's five dudes out there. Yeah. Like in baseball, it really matters. Like if you put somebody on the roster who like doesn't go out and play and you haven't changed it, like it's a big deal and it's stupid and it's annoying and it's I stupid. hate it. But just because just because it's a 
just because it's a quote unquote sacred rule doesn't mean it's a right rule and doesn't yeah. mean it's a rule that shouldn't be changed. We, you know, it was, it was a key, it was said that we sound like we don't know the rules. We do know the rules. This is a zero putts given. Well, this is like, yeah, this nobody, is a thing that like, this is, this is difference. just because we host a podcast doesn't mean we're, yeah. we're not analyzing. We're giving you our opinion. This is like one of those things also that's been going on for, almost a century like there's um uh i forget his name the it's got a pretty it's it's um young tom morris no 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 old tom morris um i assume that everything that's happened in golf involves those two yeah it's probably true Mm -hmm. i'm convinced that old tom morris decided it was 18 holes robert DiVincenzo. oh yes and this was in the 1968 Masters. It's like the first ones mm-hmm. if you go to the Masters channel. Um, and they're like, I mean, I remember watching this and they go to um, the cabin and they're just sort of like, we really wish you could win, but you signed the wrong card. Yes. And I just want to be like, this is number one. They, like, they signed his card at a picnic table on the side of the green. Number uh, Number one, he signed it higher. Not lower. So because he signed it higher, he didn't go into the playoff. He got second place. Yeah. But who, like, this is what I don't understand. But it's always been a rule to co-sign a card. So for the last, literally the last 53 years, this has been an issue. Mm -hmm. And the issue is something that they can rectify in, like, in five minutes. If you can change the score of a player through replay, then you can double check through replay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is just something that boggles my mind that it still happens. All right. Let's get to uh, let's get to the happiness. Like, imagine if anytime somebody shot like a three pointer in basketball Mm -hmm. and the guy like on the scoreboard just put up two. And they were like, no, we can't change it. Like they he, always like, change it. No, that's what I'm saying. Like he put two. Like oh, sorry. Like the clock. Like the the clock doesn't work anymore. It just counts down. Like that's, that's what happens all the time. But they always are like, oh no, we'll give you a three sec. We're gonna use all this replay and we're gonna do all this stuff. And yeah, we've been talking for like 40 minutes on just this. Can we please talk about anything else? Yes. One quick thing. That's like that's like a pitcher throwing a foot outside the strike zone and it being called a strike. And they say, and they do do this. They say, well, we can't change what it was called. Obviously, yeah. it was wrong, but they, they already said it. What? All yeah. Right. Let's hear some good news. All right. Michael Visaki. We're not going to talk about the Zurich Classic. No, we are, because it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> we'll Michael just talk Visaki. about Saturday and Sunday. Michael Visaki. Yeah. Awesome. So, Michael Visaki, Monday qualifies at Innisbrook Golf Resort, which is where the Copperhead course is located. Hello. For the YouTube, there's a giant snake behind Ben. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've all seen the video. Yes. Michael Visaki calls his dad and just cries. And this is, as a dad of a junior player. Yes. This is, and I've told this story on the podcast. Yes. Okay, one of the one of the greatest moments I've ever had with my son is when he 
was in a playoff for for the regional junior cup in his age division and he has he has to he has two putts to win it mm-hmm. right and he lags it up he's he's got a long putt he lags it up to two inches and taps it in and he runs up to me and gives me this huge hug and i just get to say to him you did it you know yeah. this was his first big win yeah right this first big win and he he did it right and i get to say that we get to embrace this hug to watch michael visaki who's obviously played for a long time and yeah i was gonna say finally, do you have like do you have more of his backstory so he um he i know he lives i get all this from the video though i don't i don't have much um on his story oh, okay i do i'm sorry i didn't mean to make you look like you didn't know what you're talking about because you do you're right 100 percent of the time on everything that you i just have just to, said i just wanted to comp- i just wanted to put this in the perspective of a really sweet like triumph so right? he's a guy who's like he turned pro after one year of college in florida mm-hmm. he's been on the florida mini tour for like seven years mm-hmm. and he's got like 40 wins mm-hmm. on like mini played, tours he's played one corn fairy event yes and but he so he he has not he has not qualified for the corn fairy attempt because the corn fairy because what they have now, instead of Q school for the PGA tour, you have Q school for the corn Ferry. Q school is called right. qualifying school. It's like the top sort of like 20 guys go in. He missed that by like a two putt. And mm-hmm. so he's been sort of going around and trying to be pro for the last eight years. This is one of those things. Like I, I, there was a point in my life when I thought that I could just like aimlessly hit golf balls and become a pro. Mm-hmm. And I was dead wrong. Yeah. Like I didn't like, I was like, oh, okay. Like to become a pro, you've got to, you've got to have like between sort of 40 and 60,000 a year. This is a guy who's like got 200,000 miles on his Toyota Camry and he's been sleeping Mm -hmm. in it and doing all of that stuff and staying at the hotels. Lives lives with his parents. Yeah. He's never had a part-time job in his life. No, because he's been focusing on golf this whole time. Yeah. Like, and he's been lucky enough to be able to do that. But like this, this is the dream and he's accomplished it. And I'm super excited for him. If you haven't seen the video, the video is a real, like there's two videos. There's one where he puts the putt in. Yes. I've seen, there's, there's also a combination of the two, which is. Yeah. Um, he puts the putt in, he hugs his caddy and like, his knees buckle. <laughs> just like, just, you can just tell it's like a weight off his shoulder. So uh, like just, just as a, um, a spoiler alert for earlier, like my, my long shot is that he makes the cut. I love it. Yeah. I'm going like, to type that in right now. I want to see him play the weekend. It's such a cool story. Like, I think you get so used to watching golf be unemotional. You get so used to being like, oh, I know what that feels like. Why aren't they like, they just, they just shot a, an eight on a par four. Why is like, why are they just angry? Why are they not upset? Okay. Well, they've got more golf to play. Oh, they just eagled a 550 yard par five and they're, Oh, okay. No, no, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. My bad. Um, so yeah, but that's like that's really it for the news this week. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot. A lot of cover ups. A lot of covering up COVID. Covering up this forty million dollar. This is like we should just become like the golf conspiracy podcast. <laughs> Look, that's is that what we're if we're becoming the golf conspiracy podcast? Please let us know and help us stop doing that because. 
I don't want to be the like. Well, they're all lizard people. Yeah, we just have our opinions, <laughs> and that's okay. The listen, I next week as a as a tease, I want to go over the top uh, one hundred golf courses that are public to play in the United States. And there's some surprises in there. So I would let you do it this week, but you yelled about VAR. Stupid. You yelled about DQ after the fact. All right, let's go to a commercial. Come in next week or a uh, an ad read. We don't do we don't do those until after the Zurich. Oh, we're doing the Zurich. All right, we just got to touch on the Zurich. Just come back next week because we're going to talk about these public courses. And if you guys want to give us some money so we can go play them, that'd be awesome. All right, and bring us into the Zurich. Yes. All right. We watch the Zurich over the weekend. Lead the show. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um. So yeah. So the Zurich happened this weekend. We made our picks. Our picks were Mm -hmm. great. Picks. Yes, they were good picks. We had great. I, mi- I missed one. You missed, missed one, and everybody else was like top twenty, maybe even top fifteen. Like we crushed I, the picks this week. I did. I had a top ten and a top fifteen. Even my long shot crushed it, and yes. my and my uh, my prop crushed it. Yeah. Oh, I had two top tens. Yes. Yes. Your prop. Yeah. Your prop came in early. Hot. Yeah. So and, this was this uh, is a great tournament. I like. I don't love this tournament. Uh, this is not like a Thursday, Friday tournament for me. This is sort of like a Saturday afternoon, like Sunday tournament for me. Um, mostly because I think they can do better. Yes. Like this is like, it's a weird team event where you sort of like find your own teammate, make your own teammate, and then you play golf together. And you sent me that video of Scotty Scheffler and Bubba Watson. Oh, it was fantastic. It's like, excuse me, Scotty, uh, why are you and Bubba Watson partners? I love it. And, you know, and, and, no, you no, what I was, actually, can you do, can you do what his response was? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you see, Bubba asked about nine guys and uh, they all said no. Uh, so <laughs> then I reached out to a few guys um, and they weren't able to. So Bubba Watson uh, said he could. So here we are. I'll, I'll do the Bubba Watson part, which is like, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, uh, so that not exactly each other's first picks. No, 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 but we're, we're going to make it work. No, but you and I took different sides of this because I thought it was funny and I thought it was definitely a joke. I was laughing so hard. I did not think it was a joke. I don't know that Scotty Scheffler is like, as a Texan has that kind of sense of humor. Yeah, so more came out about this, too, because there was this huge fire debate about whether or not Scotty Scheffler even wanted to play with Bubba. Yeah. And it turned out that it is true that that happened, but this was months ago, and and Scotty reached out to Bubba, and he said he wasn't even sure he was playing. And a bunch of stuff, you know, came through, and I guess Bubba assumed Scotty already had a partner and then finally reached out to him because none of the people he wanted to play with ended up playing. Yeah. So he said, Hey, are you playing? Cause I don't have a partner. And Scott was like, Oh, I don't have a partner either. <laughs> Cause none of my guys are playing either. I didn't think it was a joke. I just thought it was, it was so, like, it was totally a joke. Uh, it was a joke the way he said it, but it was absolutely true. It yeah. was so funny. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm still crying a little bit, wiping my eyes. Um, 
So that was absolutely hilarious. You picked them. They were your second pick last week. They did all right. Um, that top eight, they tied for yeah. eighth. And my and my first pick, Raman Palmer, the defending champions, tied for or uh, were solo seventh. So and this is like there wasn't a lot of movement. We saw Fino and Champ early on day one. Um, mm-hmm. but they end up sort of falling apart on day two and three. I think mm-hmm. day three specifically, they shot like plus four. Um, so it was like, it was good. Uh, you saw it ended up sort of being the South Africans versus the, the Australians. Yes. Both Saturday and Sunday. Sunday was a, a real shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis Ustazen and Charles Schwartzel. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it Charles? It's not Charles. Charles. It's, like, it's Charles. Charles. Charles Schwartzel. And then you had Cam Smith, who's mul- like, it doesn't. I don't like the mullet and it's not because I don't like, I don't like that. He doesn't have sideburns. You know, I don't like the mullet for the same exact reasons that I love the mullet. I'm like in this weird in between space where I love it and hate it equally. I do. So for me, it's just sort of that weird thing where like, I'm going to take my headphones off. So my, my mind, but like, he doesn't have hair here. And it just makes like, it just makes his head. Like I, people, people should have sideburns. It, you know what it looks like? It looks like somebody who has who wears a mohawk on the weekends yes. and just doesn't have it put up. Yeah, that's kind like of what it looks those, like. One of those double mohawks, you know, yeah. that one's like one angled off to the side. Because like when he's wearing the hat, you just see it behind his ears and down. And that sort of weirds me out that he doesn't have like the Joe Dirt, like sideburns. Like when party I think of mullet, I think of Joe business Dirt. Business in the front, party in the back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's but exactly what I think. Yeah, I think it absolutely works for him. And the best part of the the best part of the tournament, hands down, was uh, Mark Leishman walking out with Cam Smith wearing a mullet wig, and yes. it was the most amazing thing. Now we put this out on our Instagram. One Australian with a mullet is okay. Two Australians with a mullet is a gift from God. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. It was I'm so funny, you. and we absolutely loved them. That's yes. a real snake that you've put up behind you, and um, that looks like... Oh, my God. I'm not at the course anymore. Hold on. Let me oh, get back no. to the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a real snake. Ah. All right, I'm good. I'm back. That's for our YouTube uh, yep. viewers. So if you want to see exactly what just happened, go to the YouTube. Uh, yes. Yeah, so... Uh, they're going through. It's your prop bet was like winning by plus winning by four strokes. That wasn't even close. That it went to close. a playoff. This was like, I think they both started at like minus 18 and it was just sort of back and forth and back and forth. And they're in the final group and they're playing against each other. And it is flipping awesome that they get to 18. It is still a tie. Yep. And they go to a playoff mm-hmm. and good old Louis Usti. Screws it up. Power fade. Power fade. Power fade into the water on the right. Yep. Uh, they don't even know where it goes in. So Charles Schwartz will just tease it up again. Mm-hmm. And he puts it down the fairway. But this gives the Australians a two-stroke advantage. They par it from like 10 feet to win. Oh, yeah. Which was just like, ugh. like it was it was a decent putt. But you do, like I don't like seeing somebody lose in the playoffs. I like seeing somebody win. Yeah, it was it was only a matter of time. If you've got yeah. two putts to win, it doesn't matter. No, and like and Louis Hazen was really really close to hitting his for what would have been a six. Which if he didn't go out of bounds, that would have been a birdie. 
Yes. You know what I mean? Like if Charles Schwartzel had taken the first shot off the tee, Louis Oosthuizen didn't. I realized it, I was nodding and my camera was off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so, so at the end of it, Mark Leishman, not Shane Lowry, uh, and Cameron Smith. Yep. Win yeah. the Zurich stupid team thing. Yeah, uh, I'm so good at naming these tournaments. You are. Uh, I had Ryan Palmer and Bubba. Uh, Ryan Palmer and John Rom. We already yep. went through my picks and Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler both in the top 10. I missed on Morikawa and Wolf. I missed. I on, didn't. No, you didn't. I missed on Redmond and Sam Ryder to yeah. be T15 only by two spots. They though. were T17. One stroke. Yeah. One stroke. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I missed on my prop and I missed on my bonus. Will and Hatton missing the cut. I came out with 1,321 points. Ben, you had a career high in points for an entire week. Career! You hit on every single – you had a perfect week. I did. Uh, Leishman, Leishman and Cam Smith, they won, so you get 1,000 points. Xander Shoffling, Patrick Cantlay, T11. And Brendan Steele and Keegan Bradley, they came in T4. Uh, you had – Sue and Gim in the top 20. I had no faith in them. That was yeah. T11. Uh, you hit on that. Your prop bet, Morikawa and Wolf missing the cut. Well, that was kind of <laughs> back and forth between the two of us. Yeah. And our bonus bet, Will, Will it and Hatton making the cut. So you came out. They with, finished like this. top 20. Get this. 2,000. What? 985 points. That's your career high for picks. I almost broke the 3,000 point barrier. Almost, almost surpassing. Good old Mug Dad. Almost, yeah, almost surpassing Mug Dad's very first appearance on this show. Music, please. Apparently, he's one and only because he's, I've not seen him. (laughs) He's had a few tournaments, but yes, his first appearance on the show was um 2995 so you're just shy of 10 points we're gonna throw we're gonna do a giveaway when we beat 3,000 points for the first time but it was a career high so congratulations you You are currently up by 1,800 points because last week i was only up by 100 points Yes, because I beat you by 1,200 points. So yes. we have something, we have an issue here. Um, I'm just going to make your picks this week instead of my own. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You beat me by 150 points. It's something. So here it is. That was the, uh, that was the Zurich Classic. Boom shakalaka. Yep. yep. That's it for the Zoom, the, 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 Zoom, the Zurich Zoom Classic. We're going to go to a read. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. It's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors. What? Did you guys hear that I am now officially got my highest score ever when it comes to picking winners? Well, if you haven't, go check out Belton Hearing Aid Centers of New Jersey. You can call them at plus one seven three two four nine three oh nine hundred. They will give you a free hearing test and a pack of batteries when you use the code word golf. So please listen to the podcast. Make sure you can hear it with both ears, not just one. And check out Belltone Hearing Aid Centers of the Jersey Shore. You can reach them at plus one, 732-493-0900 or plus one, 732-888-9000. They've also got a brand new, fresh and amazing website, BelltoneJerseyShore.com. And don't forget, if you use the code word golf, you will get a free hearing test. 
and a pack of batteries. So go ahead, visit the website, call the phone number, check them out, make an appointment, use the code word golf, and we will get right back to the show. And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Hello. Hello. We're back. Wow, we're back what a great read. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> that, uh, we're back here on the Swingdom. We're uh, here at, at Innisbrook. Innis, yeah, the Copperhead course to be exact. Yep. Um, I'm on a long pour four and you're on the snake pit. So Yeah, I'm on hole 16 where the snake pit starts. This is, uh, I, I wrote this down. I didn't want to do, we didn't know if we were going to do some T's to G's. Yeah, go for but it. But they're in Palm Harbor. It's par 71. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're playing 7,350 yards. So 7,300 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, the snake pit, hole number 16, par four, 474 yard par, par four. That's crazy. Is that a driver and a pitching wedge to them? Yeah, it's more of a driver three wood to me, but I understand. Yeah. Uh, it's called the moccasin. Uh, I Is that see, the same as snake? Like a water moccasin. Yeah. Hole Clever. 17. This is my favorite. 215 yard par three. Mm-hmm. Uh, called the Rattler. Ah, the Rattler. Um, and a, then 18. That's like a wrestling name. The yeah. 18 is called the Copperhead. And that's mm-hmm. a 445 yard par four uphill blind approach shot. Tough. Uh, this tough. is one of those like three sections of holes. You've amen corner. You've got the bear trap. You have the snake pits. Um, if you can get out in par, that's amazing. If you can get out in better than par, you're winning. Yeah. Like you're winning the tournament. So it's a lovely, lovely golf course in Innisbrook. This is one of those. Is this one of the golf courses when it's like, it's like Innisbrook and then Tiger Woods is called East Lake. And they do that whole sort of like club championship intermingling thing. Didn't they used to do that? Oh, the inner club stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Uh, Yeah. This week is the Valspar. It's well, it's it's not it's not as low as the Chicken Championship. Not even close. Because it's it's not as high as anything else. That's why I wore the shirt for the paint colors that they supply Valspar. They supply all paint colors. So you look like I, a chameleon. I do like um, $6.9 million purse. So why are so many big names here? I think because it's, it's if you live in Florida. Better show up. Th- no, I think this is a hometown. Like if you like you do the Florida swing. Mm. You're Dustin Johnson. You're, ju- uh, you're Dustin Johnson. You're Justin Thomas. You're. I oh, think you John just show up. You, you just, just show up. like it's a drive. Like you're driving there, so why not? Like you might even get to sleep at home, which is ridiculous. Because I think I think Innisbrook is like one of those places that's that's like right there by Jupiter, Florida. It's in Naples, isn't it? Yeah, it's well. I've got Palm. I've got Palm Harbor. If you hear a dog in the background. That is my dog yelling at another dog who may or may not exist. Just wanted to let you know. I'm I love that. <laughs> All right. 
in your opinion, scale of one to ten, how hard? Yeah, is this, this is this like tournament? East. Like East Lake is right there. Cypress Run is right there. Uh, yes. How hard is this tournament? Scale of one to ten. Um. How hard is it? Yes. Uh, all golf. All golf tournaments are hard. How how difficult of a golf course is this? Scale of one to ten, I should say. Five, maybe a four. Five. Five. Four point eight. So, let me ask you this: Is like I'm trying to figure out, like, is Augusta is Augusta on Sunday a ten? Yeah, hundred percent. And then, like the U.S., then like Pebble Beach on a Sunday is an eleven. Yeah, I'd say any U.S. Open course during U.S. Open week is minimum of an eight. Okay, let me put it this way: number one, like this course is a bit harder, but not because of its length. It's actually mostly because of its tight fairways. But it's a lot of like it's that sort of East Coast thing where it's like pine straw and trees. And that's how they sort of make the fairways skinnier. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd rather see more deciduous trees than fir trees. If you're going to have them overhanging. I prefer fir trees all day long. Uh, I prefer deciduous. Coniferous trees are the better of the two. So we all know that deciduous trees are terrible. Debatable. Okay. We, we can debate that next time. Um, you want to make picks? Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think like, yeah, I don't think this is harder than a five. And I think that because this is going to be a long irons paradise, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to go long and I don't think anything is that tricky. Anything that like where they score between minus 16 and minus 20 mm-hmm. is like a, is a five in my book. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I dig it. And it's also a par 71. If it was a par 72, oh. I'd, probably make it a, I'd probably make it a six or a seven. Par 71s are such nonsense. Yeah. Right, continue. But it is one of these things where they're like, okay, like if you can get through these three holes mm-hmm. in par, you're good. It's like, okay, that's great. You've got three hard holes. Are the other 15 like easily birdied? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Like, there will be a birdie on every hole this week. I'm not saying by every player, but, like, I think I think somebody's going to go minus eight, minus nine. I think we're going to see a 62 or a 63. I, you know, I always enter a tournament thinking I'm going to see a 59 because I just want to see it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'd love to see a 54. Yes. So, don't get me wrong. All right, we're going to make some picks. You have first pick, my friend. I do? Yes. Do I go absolute chalk? Uh, well, you know how I roll, so you do what you do. I don't want to go first. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Corey Connors. Really? Yeah. You're joking. It's super chalky, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go Corey Connors. He's favorite to win the tournament. He's been playing lights out for the last like three or four weeks. <laughs> I did not expect this. Uh, Corey Connors is so far down my list. Yeah. Uh, that I didn't think I would need him. 
So okay. Really, I'm shocked. I'm. I, I'm not. You can have Justin. You can have Dustin and JT. You can have them. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna put them in. I swear to God, I'll, I'll write them in right now. I don't want. I don't. I'm not. They're not on my list this week at all. I mean, like, so Dustin hasn't done anything in a while, and this isn't a big driver's like. Okay. This, this is a long iron course. This is like getting around corners course. The, okay. All right. All right. So Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson are my one and two. Okay, cool. Um, let's let's sort of let's since we're playing the snake pit, this is ridiculous. I since, can't since done. since we're doing the snake pit, let's do let's do a snake draft. So now I get the next two picks. Okay. Okay. And I'm going with Victor Hovland. Uh huh. And Paul Casey. I I I okay. I mean. Look, Paul Casey. He's won this the last two times. Paul Casey's. The, uh, he's here, going for the three peats. Here's an interesting. And he's not terrible. He hasn't been terrible. Stat. Here's an interesting stat. Paul Casey was the last player to win back to back. Yes. He's, he, if he wins back to back to back, it'll be the first person since like Ernie Els like 10 years ago. Yes. So he did that. No, the John Tiger Deere. Tiger was Woods. it Tiger Woods? I would believe it's Tiger Woods who won back to back to back. I thought Ernie Els did. You know, I like the John do. Deere. You know what we could do? We could look it up. I'm going to look it up. Uh, yeah, Steve Stricker at the John Deere Classic 2009 and 2011. Plus, okay. he opened with a win in Dubai this year. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. So, literally, this. so this is the first time this has ever happened, Ben. What? That my entire list is picked. Well, you didn't, pick, entire... you, didn't, you didn't pick your third pick. Well, yeah, because I have one player left. I make... Every week I make a list of six players and I put yes. them in order. Yes. And five of my six have been picked and I'm going to pick my, I'm going to pick all, all six have been picked. This is an incredible thing. Um, you know what I really hope? What? Replay technology doesn't come and bite this guy. <laughs> yes. Because I'm picking Patrick Reed as my third player. Patrick Reed, wow. I hate him. I don't like him. And yeah, I I'm surprised. Um, but he's on my board. He's fifth to win this tournament. And I, as much as I don't like Patrick Reed, he plays really good golf. So I'm taking Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, and Patrick Reed. I mean, it's super chalky, but that's fine. That's my... Uh, yeah, that's good. I would say the only person I'm really worried about is Victor Hovland, but he led such a charge last week, and he really was like the guy who held the team together. Yeah, like I like I know that like there are guys at this tournament who are some of the best players in the world, but like I'm like I'm going eye test and trajectory. That's what I'm doing. Oh, 100. And I respect that. And horses I, for courses. You know, I those think, are the three things I really go for. I think Corey Connors, Victor Hovland, and Paul Casey are all going to give me a run for my money. Why do I think that? Because they're on my list. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like typically you pick like one or two people who aren't even on my list. This is the first time it's happened that all six of my players have been selected. You know who I wanted to pick so bad? Who? Sung JM. <laughs> I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to show you. I, I have to prove myself here. Okay. You're like, you wrote Ben's going to pick Sung JM. No, no, can't no, see that. Can't see it. Yeah, there you go. See, Sung JM is crossed yeah. out. JT, on DJ, Connors, Reed, Hovland, Casey. Yep. And Sung JM's crossed out because that was my seventh. What are the numbers player. next to it? It's 5.75. I can't explain that. That's my process. This is okay. my process. You'll have to explain yeah. it to me sometime, just maybe not in the in the podcast. I will, but that so that's my process. And then and then whoever has the most points, I one through one through however I make. Um and Sung J. I had seven players. Sung Jam was last on my list. He was seven, so I crossed him off because I didn't yeah. need him. I'd show you my process, but what I do is like I just throw a dart at a computer screen. <laughs> like, I love it. And if if it works out, it works out. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So you already picked your long shot uh, for Visaki to make the cut, which I am rooting for you to make 250 points on that bet yes. because, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that felt like a close to home moment for me. And I 100% want to see this guy be successful because obviously the PGA tour means a lot to him. My long yeah. shot, uh, you know, I'll never stray away from my boy and he's playing this week. Doc Redman top 20. So it, I don't know. He's he's had a he's had a really quick drop off in recent weeks that he's played, but I think Doc Redman's going to do it. Top twenty for the doctor. All right, I'm going to go Sung J M top ten then. I was going to do top twenty, but I think you'd let that fly. <laughs> what do you mean? You already picked the second to make the cut as your as your long shot. No, no, my prop. Oh, your prop. Yeah, yeah, my prop. That's a weird prop, but I'll give it to you. Oh, sorry. What do you want me to do? Um, I couldn't really, like, we're running out of weird props. I got a prop. What's your prop? Uh, Patrick Reed is the top player from the University of Georgia. How many players are there? Nine. Legitimately, there are nine? Yeah, let me um, while you, talk for a little bit while I look this up because... I pull it up from something. Okay. Um, look, my what I want my prop to be is like somebody legitimately gets bitten by a snake on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I I wouldn't want to do that to anybody. Um, this is like, and the other the like I want to do something where it's like, uh, like on Sunday, less than five guys par the snake pit all the way through that's hard to keep track of that's the and that's the thing it's like it's hard to do those kinds of numbers okay so there's seven okay it's patrick reed chris kirk kevin kisner hudson swafford russell henley bubba watson and keith mitchell that's fine yeah that's good i'll give you that okay patrick reed that's my guy. Yeah, which is like weird for you today. So I'm just going to tell you that's weird. 
Well, um, it's like it's like when it's like that week I picked Ian Poulter for like two things. I hate Ian Poulter. I really do. I'm not a fan of his. I like his personality. I you know I do. And I kind of like Patrick Reed's personality. I hate him as a professional athlete. I don't like him. I, I don't like him at all. Well, it's because he breaks think, rule number two all the time. All the time. Do not cheat. Don't cheat. Um, rule number two. Uh, God say. I mean, like I would, I would like it to be sort of based on the numbers of going through the snake pit. Okay. Okay, the the winner of the tournament mm-hmm. makes it through the snake pit in par on Sunday. Par, I I'll, I like that. I think that's a wonderful prop bet. Par, snake. That's pit. like a, that is a proper like prop bet. That's a proper like prop, if we were to get bet. out our prop, gambling prop, machines, like that proper, would be like, yeah, prop bet. Yeah, it's a proper prop, proper prop. Yeah, that would that is something. All right, do we have a bonus this week? Um, no, wow. I mean, I don't like Phil, like Phil's playing. Are you scared? No, I just like, it's always, I always want it to be something interesting. Like I want it to be something that like we care about. How about, I'm going to look these up on my phone. That's Uh, fine. Like I know Phil's playing. I will give you Phil beats Bubba. Lefty versus lefty. Phil beats Bubba. And I get Bubba? Yep. Okay, yeah, I take that every day of the week. I was going to say something like, is there going to be a hole-in-one on 17 for the whole weekend? No, I'll give you Phil beats Bubba. And if and it's a wash if they both miss the cut. I want okay, that. Fine. I want that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's a wash the if they – yeah. I want to hook both zeros if they both miss the cut. Because they don't get a score, they get an MC. Right. That's how that works. Sometimes we don't do that, which I... We did that the last time because it was hilarious just to say no. (laughs) Well, no, sometimes we don't do that, and I understand why. This one, because the stakes are so... Because the odds are so different, I want... I just want that... I want the insurance. That's fine, yeah. So if Bubba makes the cut and Phil doesn't, I win. 100%, automatically. Well... My fingernails are itchy. Yeah, you froze. I think that is the computer telling us it's time to go to bed. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to Swingdom. I hope you enjoy watching the Snake Pit at Innisbrook Golf Club in Palm Harbor, Florida. Uh, if you guys have any questions, concerns, comments, questions, corrections, Please send them to the of golf at gmail.com. Send them, send them to us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, anywhere you can find us. We will answer. If you happen to have our personal phone numbers, don't worry. You can always text. Uh, thank you again for listening to the Swingdom. Um, and don't forget, you can always reach out to us or you can find us 
uh, anywhere you find podcasts on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the good old fashioned Gmail, and uh, and we'll catch you guys next week. Um, sorry, Gunner had to leave early. We had a bit of technical difficulties and uh, and and swinged him out. You've been listening to the Swingdom. Remember, we're just two guys. Twenty-eight clubs, zero putts given. Sorry, sorry, Gunner. I guess the Zoom just decided to go weird. <laughs>